The message of Christmas is the message of the gospel. Christ came to earth to make a way for man to come to God. Let's join Scott Pauley now as we study what God says about the birth of His Son. We're looking at one of the truly great verses about Jesus Christ. In 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, we read, And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the Spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. What a verse! I've marked in my Bible these four words. I would encourage you to do the same thing. In 1 Timothy 3.16, these four words, God in the flesh. Someone says, explain that to me. Well, first of all, we learn that it is a mystery. It is a sacred secret. It is a beautiful truth that was previously not understood, not known, but now revealed to us. God was manifest in the flesh. But may I continue by saying it's not only a mystery, it's a miracle. His whole life was a miracle. How is it possible that God becomes a man without ceasing to be God? Friend, this is the miraculous work of God Himself. It is the work of the God who made man in the beginning. As a matter of fact, if you look at 1 Timothy 3.16, I would suggest that everything in the list is descriptive of some part of Christ's life and every part is a miracle. Now, if I ask you about the miracles of Jesus, you immediately speak of the virgin birth or you speak of some miracle He performed or finally of His ultimate victory in the resurrection. But may I say to you, it's all miraculous. God in the flesh, that's a miracle. He was manifest in the flesh. That's His miraculous birth. He was justified in the Spirit. That's His miraculous baptism. Do you remember when He was baptized? The heavens opened, the Spirit came down in the form of a dove. And God the Father said, This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. He was justified in the Spirit. He was seen of angels. Well, that's His miraculous resurrection. There are angels several times throughout His life, but ultimately the great picture of them is at the resurrection, saying He is not here. He's risen, as He said. He was seen of angels. He was preached unto the Gentiles. That's His miraculous love, that not only Israel would be able to know Him, that we could know Him. He was believed on in the world. That's His miraculous plan that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. He's not willing that any should perish. Believed on in the world. And then received up into glory. I love the way this verse ends, the great climax, because this is His miraculous ascension. And why does He end with the ascension? Because it's a reminder there's more to come. You see, Jesus Christ is in heaven at this moment. He's praying for us. He's preparing a place for us. But He will come again. When He comes again, friend, He's not coming in the form of a little baby. He's coming in the glory. He was received up into glory from start to finish. It is all miraculous. Friend, I suggest to you, you cannot explain Jesus Christ, but neither can you explain Him away. And may I say today, it's because it's a miracle. Not only is it a mystery and a miracle, but third, may I say to you, it's a manifestation. He is the very image of the invisible God. That's what the word manifest means, to be revealed. The God of the Bible 
seen in the person of Jesus. The Jehovah of the Old Testament is the Jesus of the New Testament. God who created the world in the flesh. God who spared Noah in the flesh. God who gave Abraham and Sarah a child in the flesh. God who destroyed Sodom in the flesh. God who plagued Egypt and parted the Red Sea, who brought Jericho's walls down and sent fire down from heaven in the flesh. God who fed the widow perpetually, who brought Esther to the kingdom, who stopped the mouths of lions, who kept three Hebrew boys in the midst of the fire, who brought Jonah out of the fish. That God was manifest in the flesh. Then you come to what I think is the great message of 1 Timothy 3.16. God in the flesh certainly is a mystery, certainly is a miracle, certainly is a manifestation. But may I suggest to you in a very personal way, it's mercy. Why did He come in the flesh? Why did God become a man? He did so, Galatians 4.4 tells us, to redeem us who were in the flesh. To, to change our hearts and our lives. You see, the Christmas story is the Calvary story. He came to be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, to be our perfect high priest, the one who could be trusted in every way. God was manifest in the flesh. Did you notice the little word godliness in 1 Timothy 3.16? Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. What is godliness? May I give you a little simple way to remember the word godliness? I believe the meaning of it is much like the sound of it. Godliness, God in us. What does God desire in us? Godliness. What is godliness? Us being better, us trying harder, working more. No, friend. Godliness is simply this. It is God in us. The message of 1 Timothy 3.16 is that the same God who came to be manifest in the flesh did so because He wants to live in and through our lives. He's still working in the flesh. It's just in my mind and body now. It's in your life today. You see in Philippians 2, the same passage that says that God humbled Himself, the same passage that says that God exalted His Son, also said in Philippians 2.13, It is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of His good pleasure. My life verse is Galatians 2.20. It says, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but, listen to this, Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, does that sound familiar? In the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. You see, our God is not a distant, far-off God. Our God is very present. He is very near. He is working in us. As surely as He lived in a body on this earth, He now lives in us. And the great glory and beauty and mystery and miracle of the Christian faith is this, Christ in you and Christ in me, the hope of glory. You cannot appreciate Christmas until you see the marvelous Christ, God in the flesh, at work in your life. Do you personally know the Lord Jesus Christ? It is our prayer that you will trust Him and obey Him. May you and your family have a truly God-blessed Christmas. To make a year-end tax-deductible gift to this work and to find helpful resources to begin the new year, 
visit us online today at scottpauley.org.